can see why people are drawn to the careers they have before they really like find that truer, higher essence of what they're here to do. And those jobs are still really helpful because you're still learning skills that are going to assist you in what you actually are here to do. So it's never a waste, but of course, like you are allowed to be happier. So just noticing that you're not happy in your career, then you know you're out of alignment. And what the astrology chart actually helps you do is see where you're out of alignment and what to do to get back in balance. Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Chase Rosa. In this podcast, I'll be unraveling the stories of high performers across sports, business, and wellness. By presenting their stories, uncensored and uncut, I hope to inspire you to take a step back, look within, and evaluate your path and journey. This year, I want to include more guests on the show who lean toward the more spiritual side of things. To kick that off, the guest on this week's episode is Natalie Wallstein. Natalie is a career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, where she focuses on the intersection of career coaching and astrological counseling to help others find their true calling in life. Originally born in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Natalie went on to study at Emily Carr University of Art and Design in Vancouver, Canada for communication design before running her own design studio as a graphic web and magazine designer for creative entrepreneurs for five years. Then everything in her life came to a standstill. Her relationship went south. She had an intense near-death experience in which she also got misdiagnosed with cancer, and she was falling out of love with her career. By tapping into her own astrological birth chart, she decided to pivot to working with others on a deeper spiritual level through astrology. In this interview, we get into Natalie's background and how she got into astrology, the work that she does today as a career astrologer, the value of comparing astrological charts and relationships, and my own mini birth chart reading. And so, without further ado, my interview with Natalie Wallstein. Well, Natalie, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So to maybe just set the foundation here a little bit, why don't we just start off with a quick definition of astrology for the people listening? You know, people, my audience might not be familiar with astrology, so I think it'd be good to just get a def- definition of it and like, how do you define it? Describe it to people who are curious about it and new to it and so on. That's a great question. So essentially, astrology is the study of energy in specific terms, planetary energy. And the idea is that each of the planets holds a certain vibration or like they're like power sources and they each affect us in different ways and different facets of our personality and what we feel driven to do at any given moment. And then that influence is imprinted on us at birth and we take on those qualities based on when and where we were born beneath the stars and planets. Right. And it's, it's sort of like taking the concept of how the planets and the stars and, and how, how their movements affect things such as like the tides and so on, but instead it's looking at how they affect us in a way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they help the plants grow. They give us life. Just think about the sun and the moon. They're so strong. So of course the other planets are going to have an effect on us as well. Right. Right. So what got you into astrology in the first place? I have been interested in astrology for a really long time, just from reading my horoscope. I always felt like it knew exactly what I was going through. 
and I knew there was something to it, but I didn't understand how it worked or I thought you had to be psychic or you had to have some sort of like mystical powers to come up with these definitions. But it turns out there is actually like a method and a framework to learning astrology. Anyone can do it. Um, but how I got into it is actually a crazy story. Basically, I was following my dreams in life, doing everything I thought my heart wanted, and everything just fell apart despite all of that. So, of course, I'm like, why is this happening to me? And the only thing that really made sense to me was reading my horoscope. So I finally decided to dive into it and understand it more. And the biggest the biggest thing it helped me with really was my career and figuring out what I was actually born to do, what I was the best at. And then that helped everything else come together later, you know, because when you have money, you can take care of yourself better and you can give yourself the life you want. So that's why I'm a career astrologer because that's how it has helped me the most. Interesting. So were you reading like daily horoscopes during that time? Yes. And I would refresh it at midnight every night to be like, <laughs> what is going on? And it knew. Interesting. Okay. Were you always uh, like a very sort of spiritually inclined creative person? I guess so. Yeah. I didn't really know about spirituality necessarily until it like hit me over the head. Uh, one of the things that was so crazy for me in my life was that I was like going through this spiritual awakening and realizing that I actually like my intuition was so much stronger than the people around me. And I thought that was just normal. And yeah, so I think it was always there in the back burner. But then eventually when I was 26, the floodgates opened and I realized I really did have the ability to kind of like understand how the universe works. So I have this unique perspective on actually like being able to feel and sense the planets and it makes it easier for me to explain it to other people, how it works as well. Interesting. Okay. And going back to what you're doing before you became a career astrologer, like just what, yeah, what were you doing for a career and, and, uh, walk me through kind of that switch and the spiritual awakening and all of that. Yeah. So I was a graphic designer and that was actually my dream since I was probably eight years old. I was like on the floor, drawing things with Sharpies, making little worksheets and stuff. And that is what I always wanted to do. So that is what I ended up doing. I went to art school and I started my own design studio and I was working with amazing dream clients from all around the world, but I felt like something was still missing. I had reached my dreams in life, but I just didn't feel super fulfilled by it all the time. And that made me question like, well, what else is there out there for me? And um, so I moved to Hawaii in 2015 just to have like a different type of life. I grew up in Minnesota where it's always really cold in the winter. Quite the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to escape to warmer place basically. And yeah, I was homeless for a little while. I couldn't find a place to live right away. And then I ended up getting really sick. I actually got misdiagnosed with cancer and I Jeez. didn't even have it. And it was just a really wild, crazy time. Um, so yeah, that's what I was like. My horoscope was like, oh my gosh, something help. Uh, and I just took a lot of classes and read books about it on my own. And I started to 
like put together my own theories. So I would watch these videos from master astrologers and I was listening to them talk. And I'm like, I, that's not how I would say that. Like you could make this so much more simple. You could make this easier. And I had just started learning it. So I'm like, what is my problem? Like, why do I think I could do it better? And it's just because secretly that was what I was born to do this whole time. But I just, I didn't think it was okay to be an astrologer. It's kind of like a weird woo-woo thing. I have to explain a lot about what I do to people when I first meet them. So sometimes I just say I'm a business coach or a career coach and kind of feel them out. But, um, but yeah, I eventually like let go of all those excuses about why I couldn't do it and uh, I think I looked up in my book that there's a certain time in your life when you find your calling. And I looked at my chart and it was happening for me that week. So it just all came together like, okay, yep, I get it. This is what I'm here to do. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's wild. So what was the, uh, uh, the illness that, that you had, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I actually just had like an ovarian cyst and I had a bacterial infection at the same time. And for some reason, not, like none of the doctors could figure that out. I went to eight different doctors. They would just turn me away and I was in constant pain 24 seven. So yeah, it was a pretty big bummer of a time. It, was, it lasted about three years altogether. So I was sick, but I didn't have cancer, um, but I thought I did. So I was like doing all the cancer stuff, like juicing and raw vegan diet and just none of it really even helped because that isn't what I had. So yeah, it was tough, tough times. Wow. That's a, that's wild. Three years. Yes. But it really gave me a strong drive because there was a point when I was really, really, really sick with it and I couldn't eat or sleep. And I just felt like I might die basically. And that's what has given me such a strong drive to do what I do is I don't want people to die with their magic still in them. Like there's so much we're capable of, but a lot of us live on autopilot. And I like knew immediately I had to just be who I really am and do what I love. And it was so clear to me that that's what more people needed too. So it's like, I was given the tools to do that and I haven't stopped ever since. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's super cool. Uh, going back to, I guess your your background or uh, a little bit, like, what did your parents do for work, and like, were they like super supportive of this like transition in your life from having this successful, you know, design studio to now making this leap to becoming a career astrologer? I think they were pretty freaked out, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, and incredibly worried about me because I had just moved to an island I had never even been to. I sold everything and I just oh, wow, went okay. there. So they're probably like, I don't know what's going on with her, but okay. Um, but yeah, so my dad is a kid's DJ. And so I was actually on his radio show growing up as like a kid's radio hour. And now I have my own podcast. And my mom is a singer. And so they're both kind of like performer type people. So I was actually really shy growing up and I was really embarrassed by them and their like bold confidence. And so like, I would never speak up very much until actually after I learned my astrology chart and I learned what I'm actually here to talk about, then I kind of came out of my shell. But I definitely didn't grow up feeling like I had to work a nine to five job, I think is the important thing here is like both of my parents had really fun jobs that they loved and they worked for themselves. So that's kind of what I saw myself eventually doing for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. So, so when did you ultimately make that switch to becoming a full-time astrologer? Like what year? That was about five and a half years ago. So 2016 is when I transitioned from graphic design to astrology and they were like crisscrossing at first. In fact, my first product was like a digital astrology blueprint. So it was like a report that I had designed and um, made for people. So there was like this morphing into the new thing. And luckily I had a lot of experience starting new businesses because I worked with female entrepreneurs all over the world and helped them set up their businesses and their branding and marketing. So I went into it like knowing what I was doing, which was awesome. And astrology also helped me make decisions about the business because you have a business chart as well. And that can tell you what your business needs to grow and be successful and also work for you, which is important, of course, too. Yeah, I'm sure you probably were able to have some clients from your design studio also translate over to what you do now in astrology, I would, I would guess. Eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, w- I had it on the down low at first, and I didn't admit that it was me. <laughs> <laughs> But eventually I was like, okay, the whole point of my job is to help people be their authentic selves and own their truth. So I was like, okay, I have to just be me. Yeah. And that, um, that digital astrology blue, uh, blueprint, is that, is that this? Yes. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yes. Cosmic career blueprint. Okay. Yeah. I got that as a, uh, Christmas present this last, this last Christmas from, uh, from my sister, uh, I found it very, very useful, kind of the way you um, were able to concisely put together, yeah, there's just this booklet in terms of how to view kind of my career from an astrological standpoint to make it kind of clear and concise. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Cool sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when you, did you have a lot of doubts and hesitations before you committed to doing this full time? And like, if so, like, how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think when I saw that the event was lining up on my chart that, you know, this is when you find your calling because it only happens every 12 years. And that was what I was really excited about at the time was just learning it for fun. I think the problem was that I just didn't entertain that I could do that. Like, I didn't think I could be that cool or I could love my job that much. I didn't like it, the dots didn't connect until I actually learned my astrology chart a lot more because it t- says I'm here to spread messages in a way that's easy for people to understand and to be a sage and, but to do all of this in a really practical way so that you're actually taking what you learn about yourself and doing something with it. That's practical and productive, not only for yourself in leaving behind the impact that you want to make on the world, but also in changing the world. Um, because when we're all doing what we love, what we were born to do that's how things are going to get really magical up in here so that's also (laughs) what I want to do with it (laughs) yeah yeah that's what everybody that's what everybody wants for sure uh is is that the um the every 12 years is that the Saturn return it's actually Jupiter going over your career line okay okay it happened for you one two about two or three years ago <laughs> if you're wondering oh oh boy <laughs> okay interesting so you just think about what you were really excited about back then and that's like your thing two, two, so you've three. been doing it oh boy it might it might be it might be the podcast it just might be yes. okay <laughs> love it <laughs> interesting okay i'll have to after this, I'll have to do some 
do some thinking on that. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of doubts, but then eventually I was like, what if I just became an astrologer? And that was around the time I was really sick. And I was like a shell of a person. I had lost like 30 pounds. It was terrible. Um, but I got so excited and I came alive and all I wanted to do was work on it. So I was kind of gave away all the kind of excuses or feelings like I couldn't do this or I'd be weird because even my astrology chart says you're supposed to be weird. And I was like, okay, perfect. I figured <laughs> out how to do that. Right. That's interesting. Okay. And so maybe just for the people listening, provide an overview of soul shine astrology and the work that you do today. Just, I know we've kind of touched on it here and there, but maybe just provide like a more concise overview. Yeah. So probably what I spend most of my personal time on is teaching astrology. I have a community called the cosmic calling community, and I teach astrology in there in terms of decoding your birth chart and also learning how to work with astrology in your everyday life, like planning the best times to do things. It really helps you find your focus also. So you know what you're actually meant to be working on right now, which is really helpful. So I like to teach people kind of how to become their own astrologer at this point because my books were always getting booked out and I just didn't have time to help everyone. So I was like, you guys can learn this. Come on. I didn't even like, I dropped out of college. You know, I went to art school. I'm not a math or science or geometry person and I could figure it out. So I just feel like more people can learn it. So that's actually what I spend most of my time doing is not only learning how to use astrology, but also like build a business with it um, in a way that's authentic for you. And then I've written, I've sorry, recently written a book on finding your cosmic calling. So I liked, I would like to write more books as well. And then I also sell astrology reports. So like you can get a yearly forecast and I actually do do a limited number of readings right now. Um, so that's kind of the framework of what, what I do. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so when you're, when you're teaching people astrology, is that like, do you host like, do you do like courses? Is it like a workshop that people sign up for? Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's basically like a membership to all of my courses. So yeah. all of the classes are just like constantly added to um, on different subjects and then people sign up uh, monthly. Okay. Interesting. Do you have like a typical sort of, I guess, client that comes to you for guidance or to learn about astrology like is it typically a lot of younger people are they mostly women mostly entrepreneurs etc I definitely do have a typical client they are mostly women I do have my fair share of men clients as well that get dragged into it um, <laughs> but mostly I would say they're women either women who are really driven in their business but not feeling like it's perfectly aligned or um, yeah lots of entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs um, kind of looking for more meaning and magic in their career and just feeling blah about what they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who's, uh, was an astrologer pre pandemic and not, but also is still an astrologer now with the current pandemic, have, have you seen an increased demand for, I guess, your, your services since the pandemic started? I feel like there's and even like research has shown this, there's been this sort of surge in interest in astrology since the, the pandemic began. Like, have you felt that like with yourself and your own business? 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's why I wanted to start a membership because I just can't help everybody. And like people are just <laughs> coming in droves, which is amazing. Um, I'm so happy to be needed, but I was trying to think, how can I make this sustainable? And it's like, let's just give you the power to do it for yourself. Right. Right. Interesting. Okay. I'm shifting gears here a little bit now, like going, I guess, a little deeper into astrology. What are some of the key aspects that you look for in a person's astrological chart um, when helping their, them find their true calling, as you put it? So I like to look at someone's entire chart as a whole, because my goal is to help you bring each of the different parts of yourself together and what you do, your talents and interests and the circumstances you need to do your best work. So I do like to bring together the whole chart, but there are four initial points that are really helpful to look at. Um, so basically when you're looking at an astrology chart, it's a wheel and it's the map of the sky where the different planets were when you were born. And depending on the section of sky they're in, they're going to have a different effect on you and a different interpretation. So your sun sign is your emotional land or sorry, your sun sign is your, like your soul's essence. It's how you express yourself the best. It's how you're here to shine your light. And it's really the core of what you're here to do. So then you can look at which Zodiac sign that's in, which is like a zone of the sky and which house it's in, which is like a subsection of that area. And that would tell you like exactly what you are here to do. So do you want me to tell you yours? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I definitely wanted to. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's helpful to, to have an example, especially yeah. if this is like brand new to people. So your son is in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is like the explorer. So you're here to learn about all the things that you're the most fascinated by and then bring them back to share with others and really go deep with those subjects. And then you have your son in your ninth house of education, exploration, and self-discovery. So that really doubles the, the influence because they're like the same kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And so you're a teacher basically, but it's more like a mentor. So you help people kind of widen their horizons of what's possible for them and see a new perspective on life. Yeah, no, that, that, definitely, that definitely resonates, especially with like the podcast. Uh, that's kind of what I'm all about. I love going deep with with each of my guests and exploring a, a bunch of different topics. I definitely have someone with vi with varied interests um, and expanding people's horizons. So yeah, it's definitely something I resonate with. Yeah, definitely. So that would be the core of your work. And of course, there's so many things you can learn about, so many things you can teach about. So that just helps you kind of zero in on the essence of what you do. And then all of the other planets and points help you understand like how to do it in a way that works best for you. Right. So that's your sun. And then the next point I would look at would be your moon sign. And that's what you need to feel fulfilled and safe and secure in your life and work. So these would be like the circumstances you need to be happy. And your moon is in Capricorn. So more of a serious kind of guy. You like to like be really productive. Uh, you don't like to waste time. You definitely want to work in a field where you can um, help like build a path or pave a way for people to achieve success, uh, especially because your moon's in your 10th house of career and higher calling. So you're only going to be happy if you're making a huge impact on the world and also helping <laughs> other people like rise to the height of success as well. So this, per this podcast is really perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. 
So that helps you know that as a teacher or a mentor, you're not going to just be like the grassroots, like hidden in a community college or something like you want to get yourself out there. You want to be seen. And that's how you help people is by being visible and you like it. That's the important key of that. Yeah. And then the third point would be your rising sign. And this is actually your physical job that you're meant to do for a living. So it actually helps you see what you're physically doing each day in this ideal role. And for you, you're a Pisces rising. So your job is really just to be an inspiration and help people paint a picture of their ideal future or how they want things to be. And um, yeah, help like create that ability for them to tap into a different vision for their life too. So that's awesome. Interesting. That's super. Yeah. That's, that's super fascinating. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that, that's really cool. Is there any, like any other, I guess, planets that I guess are important? Like I've heard like Saturn is, you know, important and looking at Saturn return, like you mentioned Jupiter um, before. Yes. So there are, I don't even know how many points there are on your chart, probably like 15 or something that I track. So in a reading or like when I teach in my course, I go through each and every single planet and it just provides another facet. So for example, Mercury is going to be what you like to talk about, what you like to think about. Venus is what you value. Mars is what you're motivated by. That's really helpful for work. It's like, this is what's going to make you want to work hard and give you that drive and that boost of energy. Jupiter is what excites you the most. So it's like what brings you joy. Saturn is your biggest challenge in life. So this is what you're always going to have to keep working hard at. And then Uranus is what makes you different from other people. Neptune is your dream vision for the future. Pluto is like your fear. It's like how you are meant to change and transform. And it's also how you are here to transform the world. And then there's like asteroids and other points as well. But that's right. just to give you a taste of like how crazy deep this goes and how validating and clarifying it really is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then there's like the nodes and stuff, but um, yes. we don't have to go too, <laughs> too deep for, for the purposes of this of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, can you give like maybe an, an example, like theoretical or real of somebody who's totally in the wrong career and how that might be reflected in their birth chart? Like, like, let's say they're a lawyer, but like, if you were to read their birth chart, you might be like, uh, this might not be the right path for you to feel most fulfilled. The interesting thing is if you're in the wrong career, you already know it. That's why you're coming to me in most sure. cases. So mm -hmm. if you're not happy, if you're not lit up by what you do, if you're not excited to do your work, then you haven't found it. Like you don't have to settle for less. You just, it just is what it is. Um, but I have seen for sure, like people like a lawyer coming, but they're actually here to be like a yoga teacher or something. Um, mm -hmm. But that imprint would still be in your chart. So even like graphic design is in my chart and past jobs I've had, I can see why people are drawn to the careers they have before they really like find that truer, higher essence of what they're here to do. And those jobs are still really helpful because you're still learning skills that are going to assist you in what you actually are here to do. 
So it's never a waste, but of course, like you are allowed to be happier. So just noticing that you're not happy in your career, then you know you're out of alignment. And what the astrology chart actually helps you do is see where you're out of alignment and what to do to get back in balance. But there are probably a lot of things on there that still are aligned. It's just that they could be aligned better, essentially. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way, kind of when I've thought about my career in relation to astrology in terms of looking at past jobs and how that might be reflected in it. In it. And of course, like knowing that all the past jobs that I've had and have are valuable and have brought me, brought me valuable experience and lessons learned and all of that, but I haven't really looked at them in terms of how they might be reflected in, in my birth chart, if that makes sense. So that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, we can't really help but live in alignment with the planets. It's just that we are happier when we're um, not hiding parts of ourselves in the process. Like, you know, part of it could match up with you, but then be totally against another aspect of your personality. So the right. goal is to just make it all harmonized. Right, right. Interesting. Okay. What about like the when, when looking at someone's birth chart, like, like, how do you, like, is it possible for someone to look at their birth chart and be able to determine when significant shifts might occur for them in their lives? Yes, definitely. There is a forecasting aspect to this. So when I do a reading, we first go through your birth chart and talk about who you are and what you're here to do. And then we can look at the timing. And so you can look at what you're meant to be focusing on right now, but you can also forecast really far into the future, very specific things like your mood on any given day or any hour of a day. So it does get really, really specific and this can be controversial for people, but what you are really measuring is energy. So you're never going to know exactly how something is going to happen. You'll just know this is how I'm going to feel. Like I'm going to feel stressed this day, but you don't necessarily know like what's going to cause it so it doesn't get like it doesn't override your free will right right yeah it's i've always i don't want to call it like love hate relationship but been sort of distant from daily horoscopes or even more kind of frequent i guess check-ins with astrology because sometimes i feel like they could um with some people create more anxiety than um, even though they might be trying to alleviate some of the anxiety, they might be actually creating more through reading the daily horoscopes. So, um, yeah, you definitely have to pick an astrologer you resonate with because we're all going to interpret it through our own lens. And I tend to be more optimistic and just like helping you know what you need to know to be in a positive mindset. Uh, whereas, you know, some other astrologers might be more fearful about astrology and that's going to come through in their writing as well. So yeah, definitely there's a lot of different astrologers out there. So finding the right one to listen to is helpful. Um, but I also feel like it's good just to live your life too. So I never want anyone to become like overly dependent on my work. I just want to like give you the inspiration you need to get into alignment and then, you know, be your own sovereign creator of your own life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And expanding on that, like what do you, what is sort of the interplay between free will and astrology? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So the thing with your astrology chart is people ask me like, what if I'm not going to like what you say, but you're going to love what I say because it's what you've already been feeling your whole life. Uh, so the idea of the chart though, is like, it isn't always super specific. So like with the lawyer and yoga teacher uh, reference we were talking about earlier, there is a similar energy there. That's like a Libra energy and Libra energy could be expressed in many different ways, whether it's like justice and fairness or through like balancing your body with your breath and finding alignment and harmony that way. So really like each of the zodiac signs have an underlying drive and it's up to you to be creative about how you want to use that energy. So it really right. just gives you like the, the inspiration and the framework and then you can run with it. And also like with the forecasting, it's up to you if you want to see something as a challenge or as an opportunity as well. So it just depends on your outlook and your mindset. And that changes a lot of things. Right. Right. Interesting. So yeah, it's not like, it's not like your birth chart. It's not like everything is, I guess, faded for you. Um, if, if that makes sense, like you have the free will to obviously decide where your path might take you. Yes. And you can choose to be happy or unhappy. You can choose to live in alignment with your calling or settle for the job you hate because you feel like you have to. So like, of course we have a choice and yeah, it's just up to you how rich and uh, flavorful and exciting and joy-filled you want your life to be. Yeah. And that probably goes into like ethics too, right? Is there like a code of, I guess, ethics for like, uh, for astrologers, like for, for doing astrological, astrological readings? Like, yeah, just curious. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I didn't actually go to like a professionally accredited astrology university or anything like that, but ethics are really important to me, just like on an intuitive, like conscience level, you don't want to give, like, you're not making decisions for people as an astrologer. I'm just giving you the factors. And then it's always up to the other person to make the decision. I'm not here to like, you know, decide someone's life for them. Um, so that's important. And then also I don't like to use someone's astrological information without their permission, because like in the wrong hands, this could be, <laughs> it sounds terrible, but you know, you can like know things about people and you can know things about how they're going to feel on certain days. And so I just always like to be really respectful of, of that, you know, so just kind of like the golden rule of what I wouldn't want someone to do to me. Right. 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 Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. You can always be like a villain through, through astrology. <laughs> And the thing is, I don't know if you really could, because uh, like you could be like, oh, they're going to be in the, a bad mood that day. So I'll just really rile them up or something. Like, I don't <laughs> know how far you could really go with it, but <laughs> right, right. maybe I'm too um, Pollyanna to see how it can be used. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you or like, have you ever compared charts for people, like for people in relationships, let's say? Yes, definitely. You can combine your chart with any chart of anything. So any person, and it's really, really helpful just to see how the challenges you have in your relationships are just like on the chart and it tells you what to do about it too, which is really helpful. Interesting. So what would be like some of the key like areas that you would look at um, when comparing 
someone in, like in a relationship, like let's say like intimate romantic relationships, partners, et cetera? Yes. So you can look at the whole chart, but there's a few key points I like to look at, which would be your moon sign and just kind of comparing the different signs they're in. Maybe one partner has like a more serious moon sign. So what makes them happy is like if the person like does stuff for them to make their life easier, whereas the other partner could have like their moon in cancer and then they really just want to be like cuddled and that's love to them. So your moon sign is like what makes you feel nurtured. Your Venus sign is what you value in a partner or in a person. So that's really important. Um, some people, again, they only value people who are hardworking or some people value people who are good cooks or something. <laughs> um, and then your Mars sign is what you're motivated by, or you could say turned on by, but it's like, that's what makes you want to go after that person, or this is what kind of person you would want to go after. Um, like I just had a reading the other day just to kind of give this more of like a down to earth perspective where the wife was coming to me saying that she loves her husband, but she's just kind of feeling like there's something missing. And when I compared their charts, I saw that she liked to have really deep conversations. Like to her, that was love. That was the kind of relationship she wanted. And he, she said he doesn't talk that much. And all he really wanted was just like good food on the table, a nice home. Like he didn't care to have these conversations with her. <laughs> and so there were other parts of their chart though, that were like, he's good for you because he really always uh, supports her and encourages her to do the things she really wants to do. Um, so I just recommended her to find, figure out what he likes to talk about, um, or also just find other people to talk to and not expect that one person to fulfill like every possible need of yours. Um, right. But again, it's not making a decision for someone. It's just saying like, you like to have deep conversations. He doesn't like, what do you want to do about that? You know? Right. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I found it help, helpful too, um, in kind of looking back at relationships that I've had and, and kind of why they, why they didn't work out. Yeah. I, I would, I would say it's you know, pretty, pretty useful. Like one instance, like our, our Mars and our Venus signs lined up, but our, our moons were completely different. Like mine moons in Capricorn, hers were, hers is in, uh, in Gemini. Um, and I definitely, Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking, looking back on it now, like I can see like, there was definitely sort of this un unease, at least on my part, in terms of kind of this emotional comfortability in, I don't know if that's the right word, but in, in the relationship, even though. Yeah, it was, even you want though it was, predictability. They want variety. Yeah, even though it was very fun and, a, you know, an exciting relationship, um, that piece was sort of off. So I, I found it kind of, I found it very, very useful in terms of processing that relationship. So. Yeah, it brings you closure for sure too. Yeah, that's something astrology helped me with too is like deciding, you know, who's right for you and you can see like the factors you're like do I want to deal with this or not? And you can see why it's worth it to like honor yourself and what you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's probably, I mean, the comparing charts could also be useful for relationships outside of, you know, romantic intimate relationships too, right? Like you can compare, compare it to colleagues and or your boss and um you know friends etc yes and it's so helpful you can see how to motivate them you can see like if they like compliments or if they want you to stand back it's so so helpful I, and like understanding your parents i think has been really healing for me i know too interesting yeah i tried to <laughs> I, I i tried to be able to get my parents birth chart but they 
they don't they don't know the birth time so uh i think they were like too old for their time to be printed on their birth certificate <laughs> but uh uh so i unfortunately couldn't do that but at least i know their their sun sign so yeah, that's a essence. common problem. Yeah, people are like, astrology is cool, but I don't have my birth time. So I guess I'm kicked out of the cool club. But you actually can go to some professional astrologers. If you just Google search um, professional astrologer rectification, um, that will actually, you can actually hire someone to figure out your birth time. So if there's anyone listening that doesn't know their birth time, that's what you can do. And they can narrow it down based on your personality. It's pretty wild. Interesting. Okay. I'm definitely going to make note of that because <laughs> I definitely, my, I definitely need to know, like need to know my dad's. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so helpful because you can be so different from your parents, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, I get why you're like that. It drives me crazy, but I know now that you can't help it. So <laughs> I'm just going to love you anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so going to the, the book that you recently wrote, um, find your cosmic calling, what inspired you to write that? Uh, so I always wanted to write a book just to put uh, all of the readings I've done for people all around the world and all different jobs and walks of life into a guidebook so that anyone could read their astrology chart without needing to get a reading with me or without even needing to learn astrology, really. Like, it's just the basics. All of the answers are just given to you in the book. And yeah, just make this more mainstream and more accessible to more people because a lot of people get really overwhelmed by it and they run away and they're just missing out on so much rich wisdom. Right, right. Yeah, it's certainly like for me, I started probably to get into astrology last around last summer. And it was certainly, it can certainly be overwhelming at the beginning, but I think it's definitely nice to have an idea of kind of like where to start. Like, so I guess with that, like, where would you say is sort of the best place for people to start when learning about astrology in the first place? Like, is it kind of knowing your big three first? Is it knowing you're kind of getting a sense of your sun sign? Like, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, that's that actually a great place to start. It's just uh, looking up your birth chart. So you can just Google free astrology chart online and just type in your birth information and you can see where your sun, moon, and rising are. So rising is usually AC, by the way, um, on the chart. Um, and that's a really good place to start just to understand like the basics of your personality. Those are covered in my book as well. And I show you how to look those up. Um, but then like, if that excites you, you can go further and further and further. It's really one of those things that never ends. There's nobody who's really like mastered astrology. So it's not something you necessarily need to go into being like, I have to learn all of this. You just learn as much as you feel inspired to learn. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's great. Cool. So before, before we go to these, like these uh, last handful of questions, um, and while I have you on, I, I do want to go back to, um, what you said at the, at sort of near the beginning about something about Jupiter, like it happened in the past mm -hmm. two years with me. Uh, what was, yeah. what was that about? <laughs> yeah. So every 12 years, Jupiter, the planet of joy and growth and expansion crosses over your career line. Um, and so career line is your MC at the top of your chart. I talk about a lot about it in my book. If you want to know like the nitty gritty details, 
but uh, yeah, so every 12 years, you're like, I know what I'm here to do. <laughs> and so a lot of times in sessions, I'm like, okay, I get why you don't know, because you're five years away, or you're eight years away, or, you know, or it's about to happen this week. Sometimes that happens, or sometimes I'm a part of theirs, which is really cool. I can actually see it's like they were supposed to meet me. Um, so yeah, that it's a really helpful just to know too. I think it takes the pressure off of people of like, oh my gosh, good. I have six years. Cause I don't even know even like a week before you may not know, like I had no idea that I could be an astrologer. It was ridiculous. I was studying it morning, noon, and night, but I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm a graphic designer. Um, so yeah. Interesting. And you said this happened two to three years ago for me. It did. Yeah. So I would say about one, two, about a little less than three years ago. Interesting. Yeah. That's like right around the time I started the, the podcast. So I'll have to think. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to think more, more on that. Um, I mean, it's definitely something I find super, super, you know, fulfilling. I'm super excited about talking to every single guest, putting out the episode and, and all that. So it's certainly the fulfilling part is, is that's absolutely hundred percent true. Yeah. And sometimes you do need to shift it over time. Mm -hmm. So even when you find your calling, you might have to tweak how you're doing it. And it's like the essence is still there, but you're just like morphing it to be more exciting for you. And that's, that happens to me all the time too. Right. Right. Interesting. Okay. So there isn't like an end destination of like, I found my calling for the rest of my life and now I can just die happy. There might be elements of that, but you're still going to shift and grow through life as you learn more things. So mm. naturally your career is going to shift too. And maybe you won't shift like exactly what you're doing, but the formatting, the programs, even the types of clients, you know, you can change whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Awesome. So let's, let's get into these last uh, handful of questions here. Let's say we meet again on the street in five years. What would you want to be telling me that you've accomplished or created since this conversation? It could be personally or professionally. I would love to write more books on astrology because it seems like that's like the best route to get more people to learn about this and not be afraid of it. So definitely that. And also I am launching like a big program for entrepreneurs to learn how to like do like the practical side of their business in a way that's in alignment with their astrology chart and their intuition called Cosmic Boss University. So I would definitely want to still see that thriving and just helping more people not only learn what they're here to do, but actually go out in the world and do it and just like spread ripple effects of change. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, I was recently talking to someone who said that she knows, um, you know, CEOs of big, big companies who are recently starting to, like, they won't make any big business decision without looking at, uh, without talking to like their astrologer and looking at the transits and all that. So it's, it's very interesting and, you know, cool. I think that astrology is kind of being accepted into the very kind of more traditional, serious business world. Yeah, it's like a part of the Aquarian age of just like everyone being equal because astrology has always been like a sacred wisdom that was hidden away. And it was only something you were allowed to have access to if you were brought into the field, like a secret. And so I love that I can like be like secrets out guys, because <laughs> then there aren't people who are like holding power over other people. We all have an equal opportunity to live the life we are going to love. Right. 
Right. Are you into like other, I guess, spiritual topics like like psychic mediums, tarot, auras, etc. as well? Oh yes. I'm a double Pisces. So we are like the floaty fairies of the zodiac. <laughs> but I also have five planets in Capricorn. So I'm like, oh wow. I'm like a floaty fairy, but I get stuff done, you know? Mm-hmm. Five. That's that's pretty that's pretty yes. pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so I know how you feel with your Capricorn moon. Yeah. We can't stop working. We must keep going. That's how I feel anyways. Yeah, no, 100%. I <laughs> agree. Um, what does your daily routine look like? Um, It changes from time to time, but I really love to just have like time to myself without my phone every morning. And the best days are the ones when I do like yoga and meditation and then look at my phone. Um, I also have a dog. So I walk her many times throughout the day. Nature is so healing and important, as I'm sure most people realize by now. Um, and everything I do in my work, I love. So that's awesome. I don't like to take breaks. I actually have to force myself and I have alarms that go off. It's like, okay, you've done enough (laughs) because I love what I do so much. So beware if you align your life and work with your astrology chart, you might like it too much. And then you have to figure out how to tone it down a bit. (laughs) Interesting. Not a, not a bad problem to have though. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I miss, I bet Hawaii provides the, all the the beautiful nature that you could ever kind of dream of. Yes. So lucky. Yeah. So as is the name of the podcast, the driving force podcast, what do you think has been your driving force throughout your life? I've always wanted to like prove myself and like be somebody and do something important. I think it's the Capricorn in me. Um, So I've always just wanted to be a high achiever and just be like the shining force in the world. So um, I didn't know how to do that for so long. So astrology helped me. So then astrology became my driving force to help unlock that and open it up in other people. And it's just, yeah, so rewarding to see that too, because I I see it happening all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sort of like a, a, a similarity there. Like you sort of help people find their driving forces and kind of their yes true callings yeah yeah that like drives me to no end mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's super cool awesome so lastly here before we wrap up what uh what would you like to leave the people listening with like any parting words wisdom around career business relationships astrology etc like anything anything you want to kind of leave leave the listeners with Yeah, I think my main message is always just not to settle for less. Like if you're not happy, it's because you're literally out of alignment. You are going against the cosmic order. And that's why we get upset and sad and depressed or just like blah, like just not excited. Right. And so astrology does help you find why you're feeling that way and how to get back in balance. Um, But I think just even recognizing like I'm not happy um that's like you just to remind people you don't have to feel that way you can love what you do you can be excited so it's just like wanting that for yourself and doing it yeah awesome that's a great place to to end natalie thanks again for coming on the show this is great yeah thanks for having me uh where can people go to find you online 
you can find me at soulshineastrology.com. And my book is called Find Your Cosmic Calling. You can find it at bookstores worldwide if you want to get started decoding your own chart that way. Awesome. And you all can also visit my website, chaserosa.com, and follow me on Instagram at chaserosa4 for updates on new episodes. Thanks to everyone who's listening, and see you next time.